Thank you for joining in on this episode of Spiritual Unity. My guest today is Sara. Sara is a light worker and her first awakening happened on her 30th birthday. She connects with the Divine Light Collective and she's going to tell us more about who they are as the conversation progresses. And because of this connection with the Light Collective, she's also authored two books. The first one is called Humanity's Guidebook to Ascension and Earth's Hidden Truths. That's the second one. The third one is due to be out soon, I think sometime around September. She's the first guest I have had on the show who can channel in higher ascended beings. So please keep listening to the entire conversation. Sarah, thank you so much for taking our time joining in to speak to all of us here. So I'm really, really grateful that you could take our time for this. So thank you so much. Thank, thank you, you so, Nina. so much. Thank you. So. It's an honor to be here. Thank you. you no, know, I am more grateful than you are to be able to speak <laughs> to someone like you. So you get that record straight. <laughs> wow. Just yeah. so kind. So Sarah, you know, the first thing for people who are tuning in and listening to you, uh, can we just have a little bit of a brief thing? Where did your journey start? Was it something like, you know, were you on a path, like, you know, as a child? How did this process begin? For you? Yeah, like, I, what got you to? Yeah, I think well, I, my earliest memory, Nandita, was when I was quite young. Um, we were living on Vancouver Island with my family, with my mom and dad and my brother. And I was, I was, I don't, I think maybe I was around six years old. I think my earliest memory from all of this that's happening is then, and I was absolutely terrified of my bedroom. Mm -hmm. terrified and um i remember so many nights waking up um and going to sleep outside of my parents bedroom with a light on i always needed a light i was terrified of the dark or you know go my brother was quite young or going in and sleeping with my brother or just trying to just have some kind of light because i was so terrified of the dark and it was actually years later um through a QHHT session, the quantum hypnosis mm. uh, therapy session, that I found out that there were spirits coming to me asking for help to cross over. Okay. And I was so little that I didn't know. I was so, I all I knew that I wasn't just, it was, I was terrified. I was terrified and and no one helped me with any of this. I was too shy as a little girl to even talk to my parents about it. So they didn't right. even know. But right. I was all I knew that I was feeling other energies. And I also knew that I was absolutely terrified. I remember I do remember having like they would lift me off the bed like they would I that was hmm. where the sheer terror came in from a, from a little girl. And then fast forward um a few years a few years later in elementary we moved um to the middle of British Columbia. My dad had a job that he would be working up in the industry. Um, and so we moved and the space we were at um, was quite open with the land. And um, I had an experience with extraterrestrials. Um, again, it was another terrifying experience for me. Um, I remember floating down the stairs the door opening and me being in be and me being basically beamed up into a ship 
And um, at one point, I was in such terror that my I would sleep in between my parents because I was telling my mom about this, and and my mom's like, "You were sleeping right in between us. You are not leaving." Like my mom believed me one hundred percent. My mom's always believed me with anything, and and. Um, and my dad was a bit more hesitant, you know, just like maybe right. she read a book or something like right. that, you know, what's going on. And then <clears throat> it stopped. Those, I mean, five or six times that happened to me. And then fast forward, we move again to a little bit higher up in British Columbia to more towards the north. And um, I was, I was basically, maybe I was 15 years old and I was at a girlfriend's sleepover. It was a birthday party and she rented a movie and we had pizza and the whole thing. And, and she rented communion. Okay. And if it don't occur the movie communion, it was, it's all about aliens with these massive black eyes. Mm. And I just was like, I was, I was laying there just, I couldn't move. I'm like, those are the beans that took me. And so again, so it was, it was that, that was kind of a little bit of the path, but I always put it towards the side because that terrified me. Right. I was always interested in, my mom always had this beautiful writer's side. She meditated early when she was pregnant with my brother. And she told me a few of her experience, she had a meditation. And so I always, that was kind of the back of my head, mm. this beautiful experience of meditation. And, and then it was um, right around, and I've always been interested in, you know, psychics and tarot cards and just a little bit dabbling a little bit into that when I was in my early twenties, but it was really around my 30th birthday that um and indeed, I woke up on my 30th birthday. I literally feel, I think, I know it was my soul. Like they were, they literally put this in the contract on Sarah's 30th birthday. <laughs> we're going to lift a veil. That's what we're going to do to her. And that's what happened. Um, on my 30th birthday, I woke up. My husband and the kids, they were sweet. They were making breakfast. And um, I remember thinking, and, Jay, and my husband was saying, asking me a question. I'm like, about you know, what kind of food or whichever that he was, he was going to make. And I remember thinking, I don't know. I don't know if I like my eggs scrambled or poached or I don't know. And all of a sudden I sat there and I was like, okay, I know who I am. I know my name. I know I have my family, but it's like, I don't, I don't know anything else. Like it was just the most incredible experience and unbelievable experience all at the same time because a veil literally had been lifted mm. where and that and the, from that day on and i i think I, I embraced it the best that i possibly could i just kind of ignored it a bit i went with it because i'm like this is just huge and that was what led me on the next few years of just discovery i was a sponge nandita nandita i was like looking at every book after like mm -hmm. food the earth the planets religion everything i was just like this newborn baby that was like what and, and what do i like like who am i you know so i went on this discovery and then it was a few years later um just a few years later after just being a sponge like i was at the library <laughs> every second day getting books out i was taking courses i was just like you know and throughout all of this a big question came up in my head like is this it am i like waking up every morning and 
you know, taking care of my family and going to work and we save our money and then we go on a vacation. Like mm -hmm. this is not it. Like there has to be so much more, you know, like I am, I knew there was more of a purpose and that just like fueled me to keep going and discovering him. And, and then it was just all these things came up in play. Like a, a friend of mine at the time, I think my girl, my daughter was in kindergarten. The other one was like in grade two and a friend of mine, she was quite psychic and, and, um, and she came up to me and all of a sudden she started shaking. That's what would happen when we should get this intuition come in. And she's like, Oh my gosh, there, I see you teaching yoga and, and you're, you have a crowd of people and, da, da, da. and I was like, Oh my gosh sign me up. I need to figure out how I can become a yoga teacher. Da, 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 da. And I'm teaching, taking yoga for a few years at that point. But, um, and so that led me on to the next step. I did my yoga teacher training and it was intense. I was working at a financial institution. My husband, my husband was away quite a bit of the year, um, with his work. Um, so I was a single mom for, you know, quite a bit of the portion. Mm -hmm raising two little girls and they're in lots of activities and, and then doing this yoga teacher training. And it worked out beautifully because my husband will always end up being home to, hmm. to right. look after the girls, which is great. So we did this, I did this for a whole year and then I started teaching yoga. Well, throughout all of this as well, during the same time, I think it was around um, maybe 2011 that all of a sudden my, a big part of my soul came in and, and was like, this just can't be it with, you know, working and all of the other stuff. There has to be more. And I sat down and made a commitment. I was going to do three months every morning and night, 20 minutes of meditation. I was just going to sit there. Mm. I didn't really know a lot about meditation. I mean, I've been taking yoga, but I was just going to sit there and breathe. Well, the first time, Nandita, that I, I sat down, I cried. I cried and cried and cried. And I get emotional still because it just felt like I was home. Like everything is clicked and was and connected. It was so, it was so beautiful. And and a lot of experiences happened right then. Like I, I was moving. I felt um, a lot of things happen, and I committed to that every morning and night, twenty minutes, no matter what. I would, mm -hmm. I would, I just had to do this. I knew that. Well, after the three months, an absolutely incredible experience happened. I was in in our in our bedroom I, it was black that's where i meditate and all of a sudden i was guided just a knowing came in to lift my hands above my closed eyes and there were two glowing suns out of my hands hmm. and i was like holy mother what is this and i just kept <laughs> a little kid i was like lifting my hands up you know taking them, i was opening my eyes and like i couldn't see the light with my eyes opened but Which I could see the light yeah. with my eyes closed. Mm -hmm. And this went on for about 20 minutes, half an hour. And I emailed after that, uh, Dana Murkich. She's an energy intuitive in Australia. And I was following a little bit of her posts. And, mm -hmm. and she was so kind. I couldn't believe it. She replied back to me. I was just floored. And she said, all, you know, it's so funny. Looking back years later, she sent me this beautiful message back. But all my eyes saw, all of my energy saw was Reiki. It was like Reiki. Hmm. And looking back even years later at her message, she said other things. All of my soul honed in into was the was that Reiki. So I signed up shortly um, to, you know, Reiki one, two, and three, you know, doing the whole whole thing. And it's so funny when I first went to learn about Reiki and, and Reiki one, it was like I already knew it. 
Mm. You know, somewhere in my soul was like, you've already done this. And I did the two and three, and then I started seeing clients um, while I was working, <laughs> while all this was going on. It was just like, you know, I could do all of this. It was amazing. And um, so I started doing the Reiki, but it was interesting, Nandi, that even after like a year of doing it, there was information coming in. Like I couldn't even stop the information that was coming in. And then um, it's just it's just so much energy is coming through me right now. Um, so the information was coming in, but I was so unsure of myself and so insecure that I would hold the information because I didn't want to interrupt their session because it's a relaxing session with Reiki. You know, you don't really want any interruptions. It's quiet. Well, then at the end, I would be like, can I share some information with a client? And I'd be like, blah, 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 blah. But then I was like, oh, my goodness, did I forget something? Dude, it just wasn't flowing properly. And then it went into quantum touch. And I didn't even know the name existed, quantum touch. All I knew was that when the client was in front of me, my breathing started to change. Okay. And it was like the client's energy came up to my energy into this healing spectrum we went from reiki to another level of energy healing and i couldn't even stop the sounds that were coming out of me i didn't know what they were and i discovered years a couple of years later it was light language it was these sounds it was it was singing it was and it was also this connection with these otherworldly beings that would come in of a very high vibration and i was and i would be tapping the client and i would be doing all these things and and then i brought instruments in i had a like a shaker um a drum like all these i just started to come in all these things and so and then um and i would record the session so that they could listen back to it because information would come through and then it progressed after that. So about seven years, you know, after that, I was I was teaching yoga to a group of women. I was going to a couple of schools and teaching yoga. I was still doing the bank, you know, in the financial institution in the bank and and then doing these sessions as well. And then again I was in meditation. And I I was guided to again put my hands in front of my eyes and again it was two golden suns. Now that hadn't happened from mm. like you know, from the, yeah. yeah and so and this happened again and this time the information came in that i was to do multi-dimensional healing sessions around the globe and i was given a few names to start off with to just see how it was gonna how it was gonna work so i had no idea with online or i didn't know any of that kind of stuff i just knew that i needed to reach a, a wider audience um and so I and so I did. I reached out to these names, and some were friends, some were acquaintances, and they were all willing to, you know, have a session. And um, and that's where it really blossomed into. And so I did that for a for a couple of years, for maybe maybe a little bit, yeah, maybe a year and a bit. And then 2020 hit. <laughs> and at the very beginning of 2020, this incredible group came through called the Divine Light Collective. Now, the Divine Light Collective, it's, I wouldn't even, I can't put a number on it. There's no number. This is like the Divine Feminine, the Sacred Masculine, um, Ascended Masters, their Galactic Master, the Galactic Ma Council of Galactic Masters. They're just, it was a huge amount of group that came through and they asked to connect with me and they wanted to bring forth information to help humanity. 
into this ascension, into this evolution that we're moving into. And Andita, I at that point, I was naive, open to anything. I just, you know, I'd only experienced a few scary things with energies. I hadn't really, I was just so open mm. and willing. And I'm like, yes, of course. Yes, let's do this. I had no idea of the commitment <laughs> that's going to be. So then shortly after, um, some inform, you know, they started doing monthly messages, and I started posting this on the website that I had, not the mm. website that I have now, but I started posting these monthly messages. And then, and you know, and Indita too, the night that I agreed to it, I said, yes, I 100%. And I knew right away, it was almost like I felt a ceiling of a contract. Like mm-hmm. I could, uh, energy wise, it was like, like it was like, it's signed. Like I couldn't back out of this, even if I wanted to, like this was part of my life mission, my soul contract. Now, this is what's really wild and I haven't shared with many people, but I, I do feel I need to share this is, um, so sleeping that night and, and my cat was sleeping on top of me. I, she's like my protector. She's, mm-hmm. she's amazing. And all of a sudden I woke up just like that like wide awake and the energy shifted immediately in my room. And I had no idea that it could go like this. And I, I, it's very emotional. All of a sudden the energy went from being normal, whatever normal is, but f- felt normal to a very condensed lower vibration where it's like, I couldn't move and it was just like a, an air pressure, like the whole vibration energy just went pressurized and it went like this. And then outside of the window, I hear, and I'm like, and I knew, you know, have you ever seen Lord of the Rings? Yeah. Okay. Do you remember Lord of the Rings and those creatures? There were those like those dead kings that were sitting on those creatures. Yeah. 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 Those uh, Nargis. Yes, that was outside of my window. And I was like, all of a sudden, Nandita, I just knew what to do. I called upon all of the light, my team, everything. And we just shone our light as bright as we possibly could. And then it lifted. And it was just like, I was just like, oh my God, like what is happening? Like, like what is, it was just like unbelievable. And, and then, and my cat was just sitting on my lap, like, you know, do, 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 you know, and, and then it happened again. All of a sudden it came down. It was like the air, air pressurized and it was just like, it was insane. And anyways, and, and, and then this, those sounds came again, those creatures came again and we shone our light, everything we possibly had and it lifted. And right away, I knew this was a scare tactic. I knew in my heart, this was a scare tactic for me to not do this, to not bring this information forward. And and that even is so funny because because of that experience that even made my commitment even like I committed mm. even more into the experience more into the with connecting with the divine light collective. So, you know, that is what so I was trying to do and this is just at the very beginning of 2020. So I was, you know, teaching the yoga. I had let go of the financial institution. 
previously, you know, just a few months ago, because it was just all becoming too much. I couldn't do it all. And then I had these sessions and then COVID hit. And I was like, well, no more yoga. That's going to be, but I could still continue to do the sessions because I didn't have anyone in front of me. This was now worldwide. So I, I didn't need to be, it was perfect. So I was doing that, but then indeed the information was becoming, it was a lot to focus my energy. And because I had to do the meditation before, it was a lot to just get my energy to the point to receive information from the divine light collective this is just not like i could eat breakfast and just you know mm, right. take the information in this is a whole thing that i had to do and 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 then to keep seeing the clients and i knew i knew that i wasn't able to one or one or the other i had to give like i could not continue to do both mm-hmm. so i decided to let go of the clients and and take in the information and and so it ends up being three books it's it's quite a bit the first that came forward is called humanity's guidebook to ascension and it really is to help when the majority of humanity awaken that's mm-hmm. what it's for it's the first beginning is 10 steps to get your energy to help you right. when you awaken and then it's information that comes through you know, with cutting cords and with, and it's just, it's really is more of a guidebook. It's as a reference to help you. So Sarah, I'm going to just, I'm just going to interrupt you here a little. So you speak about the light council, right? So, and it seems like it's like a large number and you're not giving any specific thing, like specific person. So are these ascended masters? And um, am I to kind of, is is it a presumption to say that it seems you easily fall into dimensions? I mean, they're all existing at the same time. Yes. Yes. So, So like, is there like a particular person who kind of connects with you an ascended master like what are you talking about like really well let me let me explain here first because i have it here so it actually the divine light collective is the ascended masters of the divine feminine the sacred masculine or the divine masculine and and the galactic masters of the light and members of the multiverse light councils so it is a collective group but how it is when I channel with a divine light collective, it's sometimes Nandita, one of them will come through. So one came through from Sirius and my actually whole posture would change. And I feel like my chin would even jut out. Like it was a male that would come mm. through and then I would feel like I was typing and this information would come through. Other times it was more, it was definitely more of a, like a, it was like a whole ball of energy. That's all I can explain. Like it was all of their energies in one and they would like download information. Other times it was one being that would come forward and do that. And, and that is throughout, throughout. Now it's interesting because they all change, right? Like, so that was the, that was the first book, but the second book changed. It was like, they have channeled memories of earth. There's stories of the earth. That's what the second book's all about. So have they ever taken human form, these beings? Yes. So so okay. Yeshua, Yeshua, Mother Mary, uh, Mary Magdalene, they're in this group. Okay, okay. Um, Kuan Yin. So, and it's funny because they don't really, you know, it's funny. They really don't want to be, it's, they want to be no, more known as a collective group. Not as a personal identity. Yes, exactly. Because there's something that's taken away when that happens. You know, like there's people, because people on the the human, on the earth plane, 
we put so much emphasis into one person's energy, mm-hmm. like into, you know, like Yeshua, we put him on this pedestal and yes, Yeshua is absolutely incredible. And Mother Mary and Mag- Mary, they're all absolutely amazing Ascended Masters. But as a collective group, it's so, it's it's more, you know, and I'm not trying to take away the individual mm-hmm. themselves, but I think that's what they're trying to put forth is that it's so much infinite love, Nandita, from this collective group to help all of us. So does it happen just spontaneously? Like, you know, or do you need to get into a space? Or how, and how do you interpret these messages? Do they come in as images? Like, because you would have now, to also like... So, yeah, so it's, so it's interesting. So with the books, because they're hmm. actually it's categories. So with the books, yes, I have to... It was... It was almost three years of channeling Nandita. So okay. this went from, I mean, not seeing clients for quite a major the, the majority of it, where I would get into the routine of, you know, when, when book one's information came complete, book two came forward, and I, it was almost one whole summer that I would sit on our back deck and I would just sit and I had to get in the frame of mind. So it was almost two to three months of just me being in that mindset. I was not seeing any other humans besides my family. Um, this was, and I actually had to go to my friends and say, I love you, um, but I need to, I'm letting you know that yeah. I'm um, needing to say goodbye because it was in this uh, really mindset. And so it was, a, it was a lot of preparation every day, meditating, eating a certain way. Um, it was definitely foods and drink that were eliminated from my diet. So it definitely was, um, this was part of, all part of it for myself and and maybe some people don't need that but for myself this is what mm. i needed to put gentleness in and then the third book was all different galactic beings so this was the the divine light collective and they would be channeling different groups that came forward and in some circumstances in some circumstances it was the group themselves wanted to talk, not through the Divine Light Collective. They wanted to, you know, so the Zetas came through, or no, otherwise known as the Grace, and they did not want to go through the Divine Light Collective. They channeled right through me. And so I was doing that. So it was interesting on how that all worked. But now that's with the books. With on YouTube and um, on my website, it's it's so different, Nandita. Mm-hmm. Like it's, I feel like so much happens in my dream time. It's so much happens. I feel like, um, I feel like I'm on twenty four seven. Do you? Mm-hmm. I think that all of us are like working twenty four seven, right? Because it's like so much is happening in our dream time. I think so much. So many of us are not aware of what is mm-hmm. happening when we're sleeping and we're, we're working. We're we're in the astral realm, but. So, yeah, so even the latest one that I did, it was called the um, Sisters of Mary and like Mother Mary, but Mm. they lived on the planet. So what happened first? I was sleeping and then all of a sudden I'm in that state um, where I can feel a being come in or a collective come in and either they show themselves to me and say that they have a message and then I have to prepare when I wake up. Then it's a whole preparation of, I do meditate every morning, um, but it's almost deeper, right? Like it's a, mm. almost deeper meditation that I would do to channel these messages. Um, and so that's how it usually happens is that something happens in my dream state. They they show themselves okay. or something happens and then they're like, they have a message. And then usually I prepare myself and I usually write it down. That's the best thing mm. for me is I'm writing it all down and then I can 
video it. Uh, and in that, and the circumstance with the Sisters of Mary was absolutely uh, beautiful. It was the first time ever that um, this pure of a channel came in. Like it was so pure that I actually had to change my breathing to bring in their message. I had to do almost for a full five minutes a pranayama breath before I could even bring their message mm. in because my body needed to get to that state. And the sisters of Mary, it was so amazing. I didn't post it on YouTube. I only posted it on my website because the information that came through was there's energies on social media. And I was just told because of the purity of this to only post it on my website, it's free. It's, there's no charge for mm. it at all, of course. But um, the sisters of Mary, they weren't human. I mean, there's not many that were only human, right? But I mean, like they show themselves like their foreheads came like it was like kind of like humans, like it started at the hairline, but they had noses that came out like this. They had a little bit of hair and they were wearing a nun habit, which was blue and had one white stripe, which I think was like Mother Mary. Mm-hmm. And um, anyways, and they and I, they looked a little bit. I don't know if you've ever seen the movie The Dark Crystal. Okay, this is 1982. This might be too, too uh, but if you ever go back to the movie The Dark Crystal, um, this was like, so it was a kid's movie back then, and I couldn't watch the whole thing. I was really little at the time, and I was really scared. But what I did see was part of these beings were called the mystics, and that's what these sisters of Mary look like. They look like these mystics with this thing, and they had like beige skin and... Anyways, they took us on a whole journey of they live on a planet that's similar to Himalayas. And they had this, it was on top of a mountain. It was just this beautiful open landscape. The air was so crisp and pure. And they invited everyone to sit in a circle. And as we sat and connected, we had to sway our bodies because it lifted up the vibration. And then we looked into the fire and the fire was not of like um, an earth fire, like where Mm. we see the red and the flames. This was a blue flame. And as we looked into the blue flame, a portal opened and we all went into the portal and connected with all that is. We connected with the love of of everything and anything it was just it was absolutely magical so yeah it is different connecting with the different beings with the the books now they're complete and um those that that way is now finished and now going forward it's it is um through dream time i get quite a bit of it but also you know nandita it's even me going for a walk i went for you know move my body i was going for a walk and i they send me messages in the clouds they showed me this dna Mm. strip and then a message came in right away helix um and they also said that um over the next 20 and they said over the next 24 to 72 hours for many there's going to be an upgrade in our dna and that was just me going for a walk so it's, it is it is um it is often it is often and, and i don't know how it's going to happen i don't know how it's going to come through mm-hmm. i don't know no yeah yeah you just mentioned this thing, like, you know, so I see a lot of people talking about this upgrade to the fifth dimension or the Aquarian age and things like that, right? So mm-hmm. what exactly is this? I mean, I mean, is it going to be like, and what you're talking about, it seems like, you know, like there is going to be like, you know, when you have spiritual shifts, the physical body also needs to alter. But is it like, you know, the in, like the entire Earth population will move to that space or like, uh, what is yeah, the what exactly so, is happening and what is the time frame we are looking at yeah there's a few there's a few things that have recently occurred 
Nandita. So it's it was right at the end of March. Now, there was a big thing with astrology, right, with all the planets and all of that. This this doesn't have to do with that. Um, for the for humans that are awakened right now, that mm. you know that have done a lot of shadow work from 2020 to you know the Mar- March of 2023, there was a shift that occurred at the very end of March, and this shift is. The connecting, it's an individual shift. It's not a planetary one. It was an okay. individual, individual shift. And I'll explain that in a minute what that means, but it's an individual shift connecting with your higher self, connecting with your Merkaba. Um, it's, there was a shift that occurred and it's this light that came in and it's your light. It's like there was a veil that was lifted and your light's coming in and it's, and it's just now a constant stream that will always happen on earth. It's going to be for years and years and years. Like I don't see an end date ever of this light. So for many of us, we felt this shift that has happened for myself. It was, I think it was March 19th before the equinox that I felt it. And again, it's not relation to the equinox either Mm. or this planetary alignment, but it was um, for myself, it was March the 19th that I felt this shift. Now from 2020 to 2023 in March, many of us have been through like it was, really really intense it was intense the shadow work it was the leaving relationships it was just i feel like for myself it was like three years of darkness <laughs> like it was times of deep deep depression i didn't want to be here some days it was just horrible and other times it was great connecting with beans and and you know this work that was happening but what was going on inside it, it was it was really really awful it was horrible just the depths of of having to go through the layers of oneself now this shift that some are feeling not everyone's going to be mm. feeling but it really is for those that have done the shadow work that have done these few years of work or and may may have been awakened long before but really it's this condensed work that's happened and now we're starting to feel this light that is coming in and this is just a slow steady stream of light it's not going to be a flood. If it was a flood, we would just be, we, our bodies wouldn't be able to handle it. Mm. So it's this beautiful stream of light and and then we integrate it. So for an example, on March the 19th, I felt so much happiness and joy. It was beyond anything I've ever experienced on earth. I didn't know that you could actually feel this amount of love for everything and anything. It was such a heightened state of frequency and and as of what this lasted for hours at nighttime for me, I was smiling. I was crying. Like it was just so much beautiful love that was coming in. It is, it is very hard to describe in earthly worlds that level of love. Mm-hmm. And as this was coming in, um, I just knew it was being just allowing the light to come in, being with the light, and knowing that everything is going to be okay in our planet. I just know everything is going to be okay. And so all of this, there was the, this higher vibration was absolutely incredible. So being in this state for hours, and then finally I fell asleep and it was around 4 a.m. that I had started getting a headache. The light was so intense. This is how it affected my body. My body was asking for water. I didn't listen to my body. I'd already gotten up a few times for my cat and I was just like, I'm tired. I don't want to get up again. But I didn't so i didn't get up and it turned into a debilitating headache and i got the message loud and clear when we get these surges the and you'll know when you get the surge you're at mm. that heightened state 
you you have to listen to the body. And so then I, and then it's been an integration process since now. Let's take a step back because some people are not going to be feeling this shift. There is an incredible evolution that's taking place for humanity and is that we are moving into the fifth dimension. And some people won't agree that with what I, with what I'm going to say, not everyone is going to be moving into the fifth dimension. There is Mm -hmm. going to be not a lot, but there's going to be some that remain in the third dimension. And this is because they want to continue to remain in third dimension. This is not saying that anyone is lower or higher or anything. Right. They're right. all one. Right. It's that some wanted to remain and stay there. So there is, there is. I don't know exactly how it's going to happen, Anita, Anita, but I do know that there's going to be a, it's like the majority of humanity is going to be shifting into the fifth dimension. And they're also not giving me a time. Some people have said it's going to be between 2030 and 2032. 2032. I honestly feel like this is just going to happen organically. I mm. really do. I just, that's a, in, in every part of my being, I feel like it's going to happen organically. There are teachers like you and I that are coming forward that are sharing our experiences, sharing what, what we know that then shifts the consciousness. And, and then it becomes mainstream, right? That becomes mainstream that, oh yeah, I am feeling this, or I can feel energies, or my goodness, the colors are a bit brighter. Or These things are just organically going to happen. And I do feel that there is a portion of people that have felt the shift at the end of March, and these are going to be the teachers, the speakers that come forth that help the majority of humanity um, in the coming years, because it's going to be, it's going to get intense. And this is not negative intense or fear intense. Right. Right. I do feel like the systems are, they're already naturally crumbling. Like, I don't know how you feel about in India, but here in Canada, our health systems, they're crumbling. It's not, it's not working anymore. Mm-hmm. And and of course, these systems were built, you know, before and during and after the war, right? From, you know, in the 50s, right? Or even before. So it's just not working anymore because we have evolved as, as mm. a species. So it is going to happen really beautifully. And I do think that um, it's just... I really do feel... And some people also say, too, it's going to be like a solar flash event. And I also... I do feel this is going to happen with the solar flash. I, we are moving into a time with mm. the sun that it is. Um, this is what happens with the sun. We go through these cycles, right? It's a, we're going into a cycle right now where it is heating up more. And I don't believe though, it's going to be like this flash and everyone's enlightened. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, a whole, yeah. it's going right. to be a, there may be a flash and, um, and there, and then I do believe there's going to be a massive awakening with that as well, but it's not going to be like we're instantly enlightened. And I think mm-hmm. yes, but it's it. Everyone has to do the internal work themselves. However, um, there's going to be a lot of teachers and wonderful masters that come forward that will help help society instead of you know this group, the group of light workers and others that have, have really went through the brunt of it. And I don't feel humanity will be going through what mm. uh, a lot of the light workers and, and the light bearers and light warriors went through to the depths, you know, like, I think I feel like many of us went through like, the depths for years and years and years. And and uh, yeah, so it, it is it is really an exciting time. It's a really exciting time. 
what you just said was actually very beautiful where you know people often believe this idea of shift or awareness on enlightenment whatever you want to use the term yeah. it's like an instantaneous thing like some great you know spark will come in and it's just going to like you know probably i mean obviously the moment where the wheel drops is probably an instant but like you said there's a lot of work that goes on behind as the wheel slowly kind of you know starts getting thinner and thinner you're talking about like you know doing the shadow work and stuff at, at this moment when you talk about you know the five dimensional thing are we talking about where awareness will be more settled in itself is that what five dimension is about fifth dimension is a higher frequency than the third dimension the third dimension mm-hmm. is where where there is a manipulation and deceit and mm-hmm. and um there's a veil that's placed over earth right now and in the fifth dimension there will be no veil there's unity that's what the fifth dimension is is about unity love kindness and acceptance for every single being and also the fifth dimension is about connecting with other worlds okay we evolve as, as a species we are aware that we come together in communities it is going to be the most beautiful loving dimension the fi- the fifth dimension and beyond there is no ego there is no okay. ego in the sense that it's all about me 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 and 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 you know like there is none of that the, the fifth dimension is about community kindness um looking out for one another and um no self sacrificing either it's mm. it's really supporting one another and um and it's it's the flow with everything Nandita, it's the flow with the planet. It's taking care of the planet. It's this, it's a high vibrational connection. Like I literally am just, my hands are buzzing right now. <laughs> so beautiful. It's a really, and it's, and it's like loving the animals. It's, it's everything. We're connected. We're fully connected and synced. And, um, and then also connecting and, and connecting with the other species and beings yes but it's it's this whole it's a balance that's what mm-hmm. it is it's balance and love how can we like people on like any kind of spiritual practice or path use this moment more efficiently like you're saying there's a light flow that has come in so mm-hmm. like maybe we don't all feel it in the same energetic way so but how can we utilize it for people like you know on any spiritual path right now because more and more people are getting into practices like you're talking about you know stuff like this wasn't all that popular even till 5 6 years back but now more people are willing to listen to it so yes yes i think there well there's a few practices one is one is meditation and i know some people are like oh i don't have the time for meditation i don't want to do the meditation and like and it's and there's a big thing around meditation it's daunting right it's really daunting but i think honestly beginning the meditation all it is is sitting in stillness and having right. no expectation with anything you know i'm just going to go back to for a moment it was 20 2011 after the light shone out of my hands it yeah. was right nandita the beginning of 2020 2012 that i had a kundalini awakening and what happened i'm going to explain because i think this will help how people can help with this with the kundalini awakening i felt the snake move yeah. up to my spine and it lasted months for me and it was this lasted months where my eyesight changed um um i knew things i could hear things all these things came online and everything for the, during those months um i was unable to eat certain things and everything kind of fell away and this, this this that was this massive awakening that i had and if 
people feel that, you know, they, they want to move into an awakening or they want to embrace um, this beautiful time and energy that we're flowing into. All for meditation, all you need to do is, is sit in stillness and mm. breathe. Just focus on your breath and count. Do a counting breathing. Like breathe in for four, hold it. It's the box breathing. You can breathe in for four, hold it for four, exhale for four, and then count for four. Do that a few times every morning. All you need to do is that for every morning. And, and eventually, when you have a commitment like that, because it really is a commitment, you know, it's just like brushing your teeth having a shower, just make it part of your routine. And once that's in there, your mind will become silent, like having no expectation. But this is what happened in 2011 for me when I did the commitment 20 minutes in the morning, 20 minutes at night. After three months, there were no more thoughts, no more the monkey, monkey brain, monkey, all those thoughts, mm. like a million thoughts we have. It was just silent, completely connected to the now moment. And and I think that's a really beautiful way is if you can just take a couple minutes and sit in stillness. And then I would also really recommend listening to your body. How does your body feel after you have the chips, the pop or whatever you're going to have? Do you know what I mean? How does it feel after you have some celery or how does it feel after you have that homemade soup? Like really all it is, is just stopping for a moment and, and taking your time. That's all it is. Like even when you drink, you, you can even meditate when you're drinking a cup of tea. You know, when you have your peppermint, when I have peppermint tea, and if I have peppermint tea, I'm, I'm smelling it. I'm closing my eyes and then I'm taking a sip and I'm feeling the tea go down my throat. Like all it is, is taking time. And you notice that when you do that, everything in your world starts to open up. You start to notice the leaves that are coming out in spring. You start to notice the sun on the, how it feels in your skin. And this has openings within your energy fields. This opens up your heart. All it is is slowing down and noticing. And that key element shifts everything in your life. Everything. And then from there on, it's, it opens up respecting yourself and loving yourself because all of a sudden you realize that, you know, you, you came here to earth, you, you decided to come here and experience what it's like. And coming to earth is not easy for every single soul. Every single soul that's come here on earth, they have experiences they wanted to learn and it is not easy. And that is so beautiful when you take the time just to start noticing because the love comes in for yourself. And so many times I think that we just go through life, you know, a bit at the beginning, a bit like zombies, like we're just going and stepping mm -hmm. in and working and doing all these things. And, but when you really just start to stop for a moment, the love comes in and you really on yourself. Oh my goodness. You came to earth. Look at the bigger picture here. You came to earth. You did it. And you're experiencing all these wonderful events and like, well done. Well done. I don't think we say that to ourselves enough. Well done. You know? Um, you know, I, uh, I remember like going to some of your YouTube videos and this is for everyone listening as far as this meditation bit goes. So when Sarah normally uh, passes on like uh, a message, she also takes it through two minutes of uh, integrating the message, which is actually very beautiful. So you guys could go onto a YouTube channel. I will drop in the link in the description box and, you know, if you are like uh, not open to any idea of meditation, that might be a good way to begin. So just that's for everybody listening. Yeah. So, okay. Thank you. Uh, 
So the next question, like, you know, which kind of um, popped up, which is part of this is the integration process. A lot of people may have or may not have experiences, but, you know, it brings up as one opens up to awareness, it brings up the other parts as well, whether you call it duality or like, you know, the shadow part. Is there anything specific to be done or is it also just part of let's be still and be aware? No, it's, 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 this is now you're elevating it. So definitely the beginning is the stillness and being open to what you're seeing and feeling. And, and it's really trying to just stop, stop in your day-to-day life with the busyness, right? The busyness, the, the busyness and the distractions are not going to help you and aid you period. As soon as you start to open up more and maybe take time for breathing, whichever how that looks like for you, then you integrate. Now, this is where the work begins. The integration process is, this is where you will feel, and this is, it's not easy, but mm. believe me, if you do the work, it is so worth it. Um, this is where you will see relationships in your life that are not working for you. You're, it, you will not feel good with certain people, and this will be an absolute shock to you. Because certain friends that you, you've had for maybe your whole life, family that you've had, all of a sudden, there will be something that comes up and your soul will come right forward and speak its truth. So this is the integration process. Your soul comes forward and lets you know what is working for you and what is not. And this is in so many elements of your life, Nandita. This is not only physically, but this is emotionally, mentally, spiritually. This is everything. Everything in your life is going to change. And this is for the better. This is how you shift, is that it's the step one is the stillness and, and all of that. And then it's integration and it's the, and looking in, you know, so many people don't want to look at themselves. They're scared. They're scared to be like, I don't want to look in the mirror. I don't want to see what is coming back because of their, of maybe what they've done to others, maybe what they've done to themselves, maybe what they've done to the planet or animals. But it really is taking a look and taking, and taking a look and, and looking at yourself in the mirror, looking at your experiences and it and, it's, and it is hard. It is hard. But know that if you ask for help in your heart, in your stillness, you can say, I need help. I need a teacher to come forward. I need a friend to come forward. I need some help. Trust that your team of light, your angels and guides, your highest multidimensional self will come forward with that book all of a sudden that pops up in your lap mm-hmm. with a sign on the bus that says something. All of a sudden you're like, oh my gosh, there's a message for me. Something will come forward. Or a course that you something on YouTube, something will come forward that will all of a sudden help you on that moment in your path. And signs and synchronicities will keep coming forward as you keep moving. And there is so much help. You're not doing this alone, right? This is not all of a sudden you're like, I know so many feel like they're alone on the path. When you ask for help, be open to looking at the signs and the synchronicities. And it can be the smallest of thing. All of a sudden you feel alone. You're walking. All of a sudden in front of you is a heart-shaped rock. That's the universe <laughs> saying, I love you. You know, and, or an ancestor coming in, a loved one that's passed and it's coming in, giving you a message or in your dreams. There's so many different ways that um, you can get support. And, and then taking the moment, like the integration process, it's not going to be one month and you're done. This right. is, this is years. And, and also embrace and also, you know, being open to it, embracing it and being like, you know, when you've let go of that friend or that family member, you know, and be like, okay, it wasn't easy, 
but also knowing that, hey, you know what? Maybe one day they'll come back in my life once they, their vibration has shifted as well. And, you know, it's mm-hmm. not just saying this is the end all either. It's it's gently opening and embracing and, and shifting to the changes. And, and when those emotions come up, you know, anger is going to come up. Fear is going to come up. Deep sadness. When these emotions come up, really allow them to come up. Feel them. The number one thing is not to be like, I don't want to feel the anger right now and shut it in a way. You got to feel it. If you're... If you have that anger deep inside, grab that pillow and smash the pillow and scream into it if you need to. But you need to let it up and flow and then it releases off of the body. That's probably one of the biggest things too is as we integrate and move through this process, it's a lot of emotions are going to be coming up. And the biggest thing is to feel them and to let them go. And and it's big. It's really big. The shadow work. It's really, it is really intense. Mm. Um, but there are there are so many teachers and courses and and um, and books out there that can help you. That can help you with this process. Right. So, like, uh, a lot of people often, you know, wonder, like, you know, uh, because you were able to connect to higher beings. Okay. So, for a lot of people, they might think, and is this like a special thing, or like, is it just intention? Oh no, it's it's into every every single person. Every single person on Earth has an uh, intuition. And every single person on earth has been another species. <laughs> if not, okay. you haven't only been human, you've been other species. You've been in other okay. realms, dimensions. Like yeah. it's incredible. It's absolutely incredible. And um, every single one of us can connect. It's not one special person. There's no way it's all it is, 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 you know, really d- doing the shadow work and, and, and also discovering who you are. It's finding out who you are on the soul level, doing that, doing that work. And, and gosh, it can be so exciting. I don't know if you've ever had a QHHT session. Um, The quantum, you know, it's pretty wild. Um, I've had a couple of them and, and it's connecting to, you know, parts of yourself and you don't even have to do that kind of session to do that you can actually sit in a meditation um even in yoga yoga like there's certain and even pranayama breath there's so many um wonderful ways that you can you know sit on the yoga mat and experiences will come forward memories will come forward it's wonderful but every single person can connect i really think it's having the intention also and indeed it's really important too to note that there are many different layers of entities and mm. um, beings around it really is setting the intention that you want to connect with 100 pure divine love and light um with beings because there are um lower vibrations i wouldn't say that they're nothing's good or bad yeah, everything I, is good. yeah However, you know, Tupper, you want to be really mindful and take responsibility. It's as you awaken, we're each responsible responsible for our own energy. And it is really important when you connect to these wonderful, wonderful beings and species that are all throughout the multiverse to set the intention first, set the intention. And uh, I know first when I was getting into it, I mean, oh my goodness, I would place crystal grids all around me i still do um place crystal grids around around me um it's always nice to have the extra tools and help um but yes it's it really is setting the intention and and having so much fun with it well you know when you have fun with it and 
it just, it makes also the species that come forward, they're just so happy and excited to also to connect with you, right? If you're like feeling like, you know, if you have any fear, it's, I would highly recommend not going forward with those right. kind of feelings. When they have feelings of joy and love and light in your heart and and excitement and and then connecting. Yes. So, you know, because like you said, there could be vibrations that are not like very conducive to how, you know, I mean, so you might attract those also. So one should actually have a lot of cleared work inside to be able to, you know, get to that yes. point. Yeah. So yeah, that's beautiful. You know, what I would actually want to speak to you about is the two things, but we might have to do another podcast for that. One is about the dream space. And when you spoke, uh, maybe we could just quickly just run over one tiny thing. You spoke about as a kid when you had like uh, these uh, um, extraterrestrials who would, you know, take you up there. So uh, movies always depict them as some sort of, uh, you know, creatures that are out to harm you. What was their purpose? Did you ever, like, do you remember? Do yeah, you have I, any memory? Yeah, I have. I found out in the QHHT session. The only way I could unlock it for myself was through this session. Okay. And indeed, I was too terrified to do it on my own. I needed mm-hmm. assistance with okay. that. That's the only way. And same thing with the... Um, with the Zetas that came through. I also needed assistance. It's the only way I'd gotten to right. a point in my life where fear would was overcoming everything because of those mm. two experiences. Mm. So I just like, let's face it head on. And um, all those souls wanted was help to cross over. They needed help to cross over. Okay. So I didn't understand it, but my energy, the light I have within can help souls cross over. Okay. I didn't understand that. And that's all it was. They were coming to help. And I don't know. I mean, I had no idea at six years old how to right. cross people over. But I mean, um, now if a soul was to come forward, yes, I could, I could help them cross over. That's all it was. There was no, there was no, there was no vindictiveness. There was no evilness. There was none of that. It was just a little girl that just didn't understand and was terrified. And these souls just wanted help. Yeah. So it was, it was, that was beautiful. And there's so many incredible experiences that can happen in dream time. I really recommend for everyone that is listening to start a dream journal. That is the most incredible part you can do. This is the most incredible messages have come through after a dream. I write it down. Mm-hmm. If I don't write it down right away, I usually forget. It starts to move off of right. off of body, off right. of the mind. But what I find is that if you can write it down, and then ask your highest self for the messages in the dream. Mm-hmm. Because I found that all the dream books, no, they don't know what's inside of your dreams. They don't know. They mm. don't know if you're subconscious or unconscious. All of, they don't know any of that. So I found that the dream books did not help me, but it was my highest self. And so I would write down the dream and I would sit and I would just, you know, have that elevated breath, have a deep, deep belly breath breathing. I would connect to my highest self and say, what does this mean? What did, when I see these people, what happened? Like, what is the message here? You know, when I saw these whales, what, what was, what was going on here? And they would just say that even with one sentence or whichever, but it would help me on my path and my journey. Right. And that's what I would highly recommend. Have the dream journal. This will be essential tool to help you. Yeah. Before I get to my last question, I, I mean, this is something, I mean, I don't even know if you feel like it. Do you think like you can ask the life council what they want to tell the listeners? Is there anything? Is this mm. something we can do? Yeah, yeah. Some let message. me. Yeah, let me let me just take a moment here yeah. and breathe in. And I'm I'm gonna actually be open to 
let's be open to any of the higher vibrational councils of light that want to come through. I, I feel like it's serious. I feel like someone's here, but I'm just going to, let's just be open to what they. Yes. Yeah, so this is the serious council of light. Greetings. We welcome all this day. We have smile. We have smiles in our hearts as we connect to each one of your hearts. Place your hand on the chest now and feel our vibration move into your hearts. This is an energy healing, a heart love connection from our heart to yours. Take a moment and breathe deeply in through the nose, all the way deep into the belly, the pelvic floor, all the way down to the soles of your feet. Pausing and gentle exhale out. Continue to breathe deeply into the belly, the pelvic floor, and the soles of the feet. Our love vibration is moving into your being as we communicate. The love of all that is, is moving into your soul, into your physical vessel. Love is the way forward. Be kind to one another. Love one another. Release all expectations and outcomes. For you are perfect the way you are. You are love itself. Continue to breathe deeply into the belly, the pelvic floor, and the soles of your feet and feel your heart expand with our energy, with our love, as we are all one. Namaste. Thank you, that was beautiful. Thank you. Wow. Absolutely beautiful. Thank you so much. Thank you, Mandita. Thank you for taking our time to do this. Thank you so much for taking our time to do this. It was an absolute honor. Mm -hmm.